Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Amen. Appreciate the good word of God all throughout the service this morning, the spirit of God that he shared with us. But uh, please, God, by the foolishness of preaching to save them that would believe. And we're going to preach now. So you pay attention to the Word of God. Fifth chapter of the book of Joshua. I'm going to read just a few verses toward the end. Verse number 13 is where we'll begin. God shared a thought with me, and I came this morning with a different intent, but he changed it when I got here, and I'm grateful for it. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? He said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. I'm going to read two verses in chapter 6. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Listen to what he said in verse 2. And the Lord said, Unto Joshua, see, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Father, thank you for your word. We pray you'd open it to our hearts, but most of all, help our hearts to open to your word. We pray that we'd receive it, God, and let the ground be fertile, that from it might grow the spiritual blessings that are needed, the strength, God, and the saints of God to persevere in this time of trouble. But also, Father, may there be a spirit of revival breaking through the hearts and the consciences and the minds of those that are here that we would recognize and see you for who you are. We're desperately in need for you. God, we feel insignificant, unable, Father, incapable simply of describing you. But we're going to do our very best, Father, at least in this part, Father, to try to say how great thou art. We ask it believing As we pray it all in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. I want to dwell this morning for just a moment or two on who it is that we serve. Now, when Joshua had prepared himself and all the children of Israel, they had crossed Jordan and they got into Jericho and outside the walls of that fortified city, they stood. And God was fixing to give Joshua some instructions on how to take that city They couldn't get in it, none could get out, none could get in. And as we look at it, the the force that was against them, they simply weren't able to overcome the walls that were fortified there in Jericho. But I love what what happened there next in chapter number 5. 
I see in my mind's eyes, Joshua had stepped away from the children of Israel. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever led anything, led a group of people, led a flock, led, a, led, led, some, led something in work, you've had a responsibility, and that responsibility lays on you a little bit of thing, and you, you begin to think about what do I need to do, what should I do, and how am I going to do it? And here we find that Joshua had separated himself, and he was by himself. Let me say this to you this morning. There ain't... There is not a substitute for being alone with the Lord. Amen. I love being in the house of God. You know that. I preached on that Wednesday night. I love you people. I'd just soon be here as I would anywhere on the face of the planet. But I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't trade for my time alone with God for any amount of money. I'm so glad that when we get honest and when we get alone with the Father, brother, he can work with us and he can move with us and he can share with us who he really is. Oh, you're shortchanging yourself if you don't get alone with God. Get some time, amen, that you can meditate and you can dwell on him. You can talk to him. Hey, he'll talk back to you. I like that when the Holy Spirit of God begins to move and to speak God's voice to our hearts. Here was Joshua, and he was out there. I believe he was a thinking. I believe he was trying to figure out how in the world are we going to get through these walls. God has promised that he would overtake uh, overtake them. God has promised that he was going to win the victory. Amen. If we'd stand for him, and he stood there looking at those walls, and he happened to notice there was somebody else with him. I want you to know that I've got somebody with me. Amen. It may look like I'm alone sometimes. It may look like I ain't got no help, but I want you to know I've got the greatest help that can be known of man today. He's right there with me. In my times of distress, in my times of unknowing, in my times of confusion, in my times of bewilderment, I want you to know that the Lord is there and he's always been there. He's my captain. The Bible said that old Joshua looked up and he saw a man who had his sword drawn. You know a man draws his sword, he's ready to fight. Otherwise, he just leaves that thing where he's supposed to hang. He just keeps that sword in the sheath. The Bible said he looked over and he saw a man. And the Bible said he had his sword droned, which meant he was fixing to do business. He was fixing to do something with that sword. I want you to know today that God is not idle in my affairs. God is not sitting on the sideline saying, if you need me, holler. Amen. Now, God's not di- disconnected with my life. He's not sleeping or on vacation. No, I want you to know as pertains to your preacher today, he's got his sword drawn and he's ever by my side. I'm glad, friend, that I ain't in this alone. I'm glad that there be forces out there, though the world give them credit for a power that they have, brother, that exceeds my God. I want you to know today there ain't enough devils in hell today to defeat my captain. He's so great and mighty. I'm going to do my best to get this out. I just want you to know it ain't humanly possible for a man to preach Christ completely. For sure, not in one setting. You can't handle it, and I can't either. I want you to know about my God today. I want you to know my captain is something else. He looked, he saw a man, he had his sword drawn. You know what he knowed by the sword being drawn? He said he's fixing to battle. And, and at that point, Joshua didn't know who he was. 
He didn't know just exactly what he had come for, but he seen his sword was drawn, so he knew the fight was fixing to be on, so he had one question for him. He said, hey, he said, are you for us or are you for them? I just got to know whose sides are on. I want you to know today that that's a good question. I want you to answer that question in your heart today, but, but wait just a minute. Let me see if I can get some more of it out. He, he said, I, I need to know whether you're for us or whether you're for our adversaries. And you know what he told him? He told him, he said, nay, I believe what that means to you and I in, in English. What he said was neither. He said, I ain't for you or for them. Listen to me. God don't follow me around trying to figure out what my agenda is and sign up to it. God ain't interested in my opinions. He ain't interested in what I think. He ain't interested, friend, in, in, in those things that I think are important or not important. I'll tell you right now, he ain't serving me. I'm serving him. I'm serving him. Say, how come? Because he's the captain. I'm not. He knows what he's doing. I don't. He's the one's got the sword that'll get the job done, not me. But I'll tell you right now, he told old Joshua, he said, I ain't for either. He said, I am the captain of the Lord's hosts. I want you to know today that I got a captain. I want to start this morning by trying to at least give you a, a description of what the word captain means. In the Old Testament, you'll find the word used a Hebrew word that was used throughout the Old Testament multiple times, but I find three distinct times that I want to share with you because I want you to get the essence of it, amen. I've already confessed that I can't describe to you the greatness of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. I can't, I can't even begin, amen, to describe how wonderful and how, how powerful that he truly is, but I'm going to do my best through the word of God to help you with him. Here's what he said. Uh, the Bible tells us there in the book of Genesis, they used that Hebrew word, S-A-R, Sar and, and used it for the word commander. May I say to you today that my Lord is the commander. He's the commander of who? I want you to know he's the commander of the forces in heaven, number one. He's the commander of every good angel that exists. He's the commander, friend, of all those that dwell in heaven, but he's also the commander of everything on earth. The Bible said that into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord God of heaven gave him power over everything amen under the sun he's the commander of everything in heaven and he's the commander of everything on earth and he's the commander of every born again believer in this world you've got a captain brother and he's great oh he's so great he's somebody what old Joshua realized when he laid eyes on him he said I better know whether this man's friend or foe he said because he's a formidable enemy if, he has, if he's against me oh but I'm glad today that what Jesus told him today or told him that day what he told him was he said I ain't for either I'm leading this thing you ain't I ain't a following you you fixing to follow me he said I've come down from God to the Lord he said I'm the captain of this deal I want you to know I ain't a servant somebody else. Hey, man, I, I, he's not a following me. He's not trying to figure out what to do. Hey, man, we need to line up with the captain. He knows which way to go. He knows what to do. And, brother, he's the captain of it all. Genesis said he's a commander. You know what the commander does? Whatever he wants to. I don't know about you, that I ain't interested in Jesus being on my side. I'm interested on being on his side. 
amen, my side never mounted too much. Amen, when they split up, and you remember how they used to divide when we was fixing to play dodgeball? Amen, I pick you or I pick you. Amen, you say you find that biggest feller could throw the best. You say, I won't be on his side. Amen, that's what I'm talking about right now. I've done made up my mind. I want to be on his side. Amen, I might be the skinniest runt in the bunch. Amen, I may not be a thought very good, but I know one that can, and I want to be on his side. I don't need him trim backing me up. I need him leading the way. I'm just saved to follow him because he's the captain. He's the commander of my soul. Boy's big. He's big. You know how you know how impossible it is to try to preach how big God is. Boy, but it's thrilling me to try. <laughs> yeah, Genesis said he's a commander. Genesis said he's a commander. But we find Isaiah the prophet, verse chapter number twenty-three, used that same word and called him a prince. Same word. Captain, commander, prince. He called him the prince. Isaiah said, I saw him high and lifted up. <laughs> Amen. He said, I saw the Lord, amen, in his temple, and he was high and lifted up. And he said, the smoke of his train filled that place. And he said, the first thing that happened to me was I began to cry out unto God and repent. And said, oh God, I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell among a people of unclean lips. And one of them cherubims moved and pulled off one of them hot coals from the fire. And he placed it upon Isaiah's lips. And he purged him of sin. I want you to know that the good prince of glory has come to set you free today. You say, preacher, he ain't big enough to deliver me. I want you to know my captain sure is. He's able to set you free today. He's the prince of it all. He's the prince that's able, friend, to do according to his good will and purpose, not yours. Uh -uh, Not yours. By the way, yours ain't, yours ain't no count. Amen. I don't try to offend people when I preach, but I want you to know the truth. Your opinion ain't very good. Our knowledge of what's going on in this world is so minimal and insignificant. I'll tell you right now, we don't, America don't need Jesus on this side. America needs to be on Jesus' side. Amen. That's what's going to turn this country around. Amen. Is when America gets off its backside and repents of its sinful and ungodliness and brother turns and goes back to him, goes back to him, goes back to him. There ain't no other way to see revival until we go back to the commander. Amen to the prince, to the chief, to the ruler of it all. God is sovereign, you see. And I realize that a bunch of little brains like ours this morning is incapable of comprehending the sovereignty of an all-wise, almighty, all-knowing, omniscient, all-powerful God. But I'm trying to tell you this morning that I am his. Amen. We sung the song, I am his and he is mine. But let's be clear on whose side I'm on. I'm on his side. He ain't on mine. And you can be grateful of that. 
You say, how come? Because I'll tell you, there was a day that I was not worthy to be on his side. There was a day that I was a God hater. There was a day that I despised his law and his commandments. I'll tell you right now, if it was God picking whose side, he'd have never come to me. He'd have never chose me. He'd have never chose you. He'd have never come to your house because you wasn't worthy. You were worthless and undone without God, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, without hope and without God in this world. Only God could save us. Yeah, I tell you right now, if God was to pick sides, we'd still be lost. He told old Joshua, he said, I ain't picking sides. Uh -uh. That ain't how this works. He said, no. He said, I'm the captain of this. He said, you'll line up with me or you'll be my enemy. That's how it works. Old Joshua seen real clear who it was then. He said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. Oh, Joshua fell to his face. Now, let me give you a proper response to our captain. You don't like it, I know. Your old proud, rebellious heart hates the very very thought of this. And the closer I get to it, the more your heart just cringes. You said, I don't want to do that, preacher. I don't want to bow down. I don't want to yield my everything to him. You know what Jesus said? He said, except you lose your life. He said, you you can't save it. He said, unless you're willing to give up your life. He said, you can't have it. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying for in order for you to know who this Christ is, you've got to give up on your way and you've got to turn and go his way. He's the captain of this boat, not you. He's the one that can lead you out of sin's depravity. He's the one that can deliver you safely into the portals of glory. He's the one that's able to redeem your soul. He's the captain of this thing, not you. And you'll do just like Joshua did or you'll go to hell. You'll bow on your face and you will acknowledge him as Lord, Master, King, Commander, Chief, Prince, and Captain. Gladly. Gladly. If it means I escape that awful place, if it means I escape the torment of that plane, if it means I get to step foot in that grand glory that he's prepared for those that love him, if it means I get to claim his name, amen, if it means his Holy Spirit will dwell inside, gladly, I'll gladly surrender myself, submit myself 100%, not part of me, but all of me. I lay right here on this altar as a, as a living sacrifice unto God, which is my reasonable service. I want to serve God today. You say, preacher, what compels you? Because he is the captain of it all. He's the Lord of hosts. Isaiah said he's a prince. But we find in the book of uh, Daniel, we find in the book of Daniel chapter number eight, he referred to him using the same word, same Hebrew word. He referred to him as the Messiah. Well, that tells us who he is, doesn't it? Amen. Do we know about the Messiah? 
Amen. He was born of the virgin there in Bethlehem. We've heard about the Messiah. Isaiah would write it in Isaiah chapter number seven and tell us about the one that would be born in Bethlehem of the virgin whose whose rule would be eternal and forever. We know about the Messiah who come into this world and live perfectly spotless unto the sin of this world and ultimately gave himself on a cruel cross, bore my sin and my suffering and became sin that I might be set free. And then he rose again victorious over death ain't got nothing on my captain hell ain't got nothing on my friends brother he's got power over it all today say preacher who's in charge I'm trying to be as clear as I can there ain't but one in charge of this boat amen I want you to understand it ain't me there ain't a deacon in this place I don't know if we can fire deacons but I will There ain't none in this place that is the captain and will not be. You ain't the captain. I ain't the captain. They ain't but one captain of this boat. And you better thank God today. You better thank God that the only one in charge is the head of the body, the head of the church, the very one that God ordained to be the cornerstone, a late in time, precious brother. He is the captain today. He's in charge. It's not you and me. We've got a captain, you see. Oh, Joshua wanted to know, he said, who are you? He said, I'm the captain of the Lord's hosts. He said, I ain't following you. He said, no, I've come so you can follow me. I know why you're standing out here, Joshua. You didn't know what to do. I know why you're standing out here. Everybody else in their tent just waiting on you to tell them what's next. You're out here because you don't know what's next. I'm here to tell you, brethren. Listen to me. <laughs> listen to me, children. He knows what's next. You know how many days of my life I spend wondering what's happening next. God, what do you want next? You know how many times I foolishly lose sleep or or carry anxiety upon myself, worried about what I'm going to preach. <laughs> it ain't about what I... He knows what's next. Oh, I'm hoping I'm getting better. I'm praying I'm growing up. I'm praying I'm getting closer to the Lord. So I quit worrying about some of this stuff. Amen. That he ain't asked me to worry about. I want you to know whatever it is that this good flock needs. The master knows what it is. And I'll tell you right now. He'll see to it that his good will is accomplished. Not because he's following me. He's the God of it all. He's the captain of this ship. He'll make it happen. Amen. Amen. Some of your wise saints ought to just pat the preacher on the back and say, quit worrying. <laughs> what makes you think you come up with that stuff anyhow? <laughs> you know better than that. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let me tell on myself. I come here this morning with notes on a different message. (laughs) Glory to God. It ain't about me. No, the captain knows what he wants. And I just got the place in my life. Hey, man, I walked in. I didn't no more got in here and the Holy Spirit said, you're on the wrong track. I ain't what the captain wants right now. I thought, Lord God, what is it? And he began to say, 
You know what next? <laughs> Ain't you glad? Amen. You're, you've, you've trusted yourself, your eternal security into the hands of Brother of one who is in charge of it all. You know what he said? He said, ain't no man able to reach in there. Uh, ain't, ain't nobody got it. Ain't nobody getting in here. Huh? He said, no, I'm in charge of this. I redeemed you. I bought you. You mine. You nobody's else. You sitting right here in the palm of my hand. Jesus said, those that he's given me, he said, I've lost none. And he said, every one that are the fathers, he said, they're safe in the father's hand and no man is able to pluck them out of the father's hand. You say, who's in charge? My captain's in charge. My prince is in charge. My commander in chief, my Lord, my master, he's in charge of this thing, friend. Let me tell you something. The devil's blowing it up everywhere. Amen. He's a tooting his horn on every continent on this, on this planet. He's a, he's a running wild and doing everything he can to upset as much as he can before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you hear me right now. I serve one who is not sitting up there bewildered. He, he is not buffaloed at CNN's report today. He is not at least bit consumed or confused about the, the social media uh, discussions that are going on about what could happen, what might happen, what may happen, what will happen. Let me be clear to you. If there is anything that happens, I know the man who runs it all. Amen. Say, do you trust him? Well, I trusted him with my eternal security. I might as well trust him with the outcome of this old world. I might as well trust him with the daily steps I take. Right? The Bible said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him. Who? Captain. Who? The prince the commander, the master, the Lord, the man who knows. Amen. He said, he said, acknowledge him. You know what he said? He shall direct thy path. Did you know you may think I walk blindly? Uh Uh-uh. I got one in front of me. You say, preacher, you can't see no more than a step ahead of you. True. I don't need to. Because he's just a step ahead of me. Amen. I'm walking right behind him. And as long as I'm behind the master, brother, he's going the right way. He'll never go the wrong way. As long as I keep my eye on him and let the word of God be the light unto my feet and the light unto my path, brother, he will direct your steps today. He's the captain of this boat. Not you. Old Joshua had one response after he told him who he was. Fell down on his face. Fell down on his face. And I'll summarize it for you. Old Joshua said, what do you want me to do? Amen. That's a, that's a, that's a good Christian attitude right there. That's a good, I was, Isaiah said it like this. He said, send me. Hey, here I am. Send, let me go. I'll tell them. I done seen you. I done seen your power. I done, I done experienced your greatness. Yeah, I'll go tell him. Oh, Joshua fell on his face. And he worshiped the captain of the host. 
The Bible said, he said, what would you say to me? What do I need to know? You tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. You know what he told him? Get your sword out. I need your help. Anyway, told him, get your armor on. This could be dangerous. Anyway, told him, do this or do. He said, no. You know what the you know what the captain told him? He said, first off, son, get your shoes off. Cause we fight in a battle according to the word of God that ain't carnal. That's right. Come on. But spiritual. He said, no, you done walked into a new realm. Take them nasty shoes off. This is holy ground. You say, preacher, what in the world do I need to do first to line up with the captain? Let's take off the old nasty of the world and let's get on close to the captain. We're it holy. We're it righteous. We're it good. We're it's perfect. I want you to know right now, there is holy ground down here. There is holy ground. You say, where's the holy ground? Brother, it is where Christ the captain is, wherever the Lord my master is. That is holy ground. And the world can't stop him today. He's the captain. Bible said Jesus told them to get in the boat, and they got in the boat, and on the other side they headed. And they come a great storm. Boy, it was filling up the boat. The Bible said that the water had come in so great that the boat was nearly full. Now, I don't know how in the world Jesus was sleeping through all that. I don't know how he didn't get wet, you know. He said he was down in the boat somewhere asleep. Must have been some kind of dry story. He said, all I can figure. I'll ask him when I get there. Not that it matters, but we got a million years or times a million more. The Bible said, old Peter, seeing they were fixing to perish, we're fishing to die right here. We know how to run a boat. We know how to run the sails and the oars. And he said, what I know about this situation, we're fishing to die. Because ain't nothing else we can do. We're going down. We're all going to drown. We have done everything we can do. We ought to at least tell Jesus we're fixing to die. He probably would like to know we're all fixing to perish. We've got a terrible concept of who we serve huh amen amen listen to me you come running squalling to God saying oh did you know what happened to me do you know I'm fixing to die don't we we don't even know who he is we don't even know who he is. Well, Peter ran down there. He said, Lord, he said, do you not care that we're going to perish? Do you not care that we're fixing to die here? I don't know what Jesus, Raven pretty hard to wake up out here, but I don't know about Jesus. I don't know what kind of mood he was in when he woke him up, but I know what he said to him. He said, Lord, don't you care that we're fixing to perish? And he looked at him and he said, oh, ye of little faith. You know, he said, excuse me, who do you think I am? 
I've been with you for these few years and, and you still are confused and worried and already predicting the future when you know you're not God, I am. That's what he was doing, right? He's predicting the future. We're fixing to die. We're going to die right here. He said, you don't get it. Oh, ye of little faith. He said, did I not say? Say who? I am said, we going to the other side. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a boat travel underwater, but it's fishing too, because he said it was going to the other side. He said, your earthly knowledge of the situation is what binds you to your, your own faithlessness in me because you have determined that this is a circumstance that I do not prevail over. Ain't you like that? Huh? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You hit that old spot of ground that's nasty and gnarly. Amen. And them old storm, them thorns and stumps are tearing you up. And you say, God, you ain't never seen nothing like this. You still don't know who I am. Right? And that's what amazed me about Mark chapter number eight. I got to preach it yesterday, yesterday at the funeral. And it was, I just, I loved that. It was so good. But he asked him the question. He said, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. <clears throat> but they knew he wasn't John the Baptist. They had met John the Baptist, right? They, they knew he wasn't John. They said, some say you're Elias, which is Elijah, which means he'd had to come back from the dead. They knew it wasn't Elijah. Some say that you're one of the prophets, you know. Huh. And I'll tell you right now, the majority, listen to me, the majority of this world today does not know who Jesus Christ is. They know of him. Bits and pieces about him. They ain't got no earthly concept that who I'm talking about today, the captain, the commander, the prince, the chief, the lord, the master, ruler of it all, sovereign God, none like him ever. They don't know him. Who do men say that I am? Right? Good. Now, we can ask Christian people. They can't even tell you who he is really. The world don't know him today, that's for sure. But I want to say to you today that, that Peter had the right answer, but he still didn't understand it. Because Jesus asked him the next question. I didn't have said this, but I've got to say it again. He, didn't ask, he asked him the second question. He said, who do you say that I am? Well, that was important, right? They need to know. You need to know who you're following here. He's a captain. He got his sword out. There is no foe that will not fall at his feet. None. None. We run around worried, twisting our, oh my, what's going to happen now? I suggest today that you don't know really who he is. That's what I'm trying to do today is to help you with your understanding about who it is we serve. Can he fail? Sure. Can he, I'm trying to think, can he do wrong? No. 
which means he's going to always do right. Is that what you believe? Is he all-powerful? Now, you're saying the right answers, but, but that's what Peter said, huh? Right, I, I'm, just scratching, I'm just scratching the top. You, do, you done been trained on what to say. The question is, is in the darkest of the hours when your, tree, when your car hits a tree and you think it's over, and then suddenly you know there's something greater That's right. We've been there. We've, we've seen him flex his arm and everything, everything disappears. He said, who do you say that I am? Well, Peter stepped up. He's always willing to put his foot in his mouth first. He stepped up and he said, thou art the Christ. Yep, you're right. He said, but let me tell you who the Christ is. That's what you're missing. That's what you're missing. Let me tell you who I am. He said, I am the one that will suffer. I am the one that will be rejected of the scribes and the chief priests and elders. I am the one that will be killed and I am the one that will raise from the dead. You know how we know that Peter didn't know who he was? Mm -mm. The Bible said that he rebuked the Lord. Can you imagine rebuking the Lord? You're shaking your head. Mm-mm, I'd never do that. How many times have you done that? How many, ta- how many times have you said, I don't believe you can do it? I'd suggest that we need a better understanding of who it is we're following. Listen, either he's Lord over all or he ain't Lord at all. Because you can't be Lord at all unless you Lord over all. I know we believe. Conceptually, we believe. We understand what the Bible says about our captain. I don't know what time it is, but we need to hear this. Because as we, as we get on into a world of, of chaos and destruction, and it's getting worse, friend. We can see it now. Used to, it came by the year. Now, it coming by the day. It dialing up fast. We can see it now because it's so quick as it comes and it progresses it's in its evil way. We can see it now. Right? Some of his eyes are open now because you see we're getting near the end. You're going to need this. You're going to need this tomorrow. You need to know who you're following. He ain't on your side. You're on his side. And you got to trust and know that he is sovereign Lord over all. All. The Bible said he raises up kings and he puts them down. You telling me that God put Putin in charge? Yep. Don't you doubt it. You say, how come? Because he said so. He raises them up and he puts them down. You know why? Because he ain't following me. I'm following him. 
And he does it for purposes that are unaware to me. And you know what? Quite frankly, ain't none of my business. Furthermore, I couldn't understand it if he told me. Because some of you thinking right now, I'd have done different. Ah, that was a mistake. Uh Uh-uh. Just because you don't understand what God's doing has no, not even a clue to what's right, wrong, perfect. Only the prince, the captain, the one in charge. He said, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ. And he told him who the Christ was. And Peter said, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't having that Christ. Nope, I ain't having that Christ. It will not happen. Not under my watch. I'll fight them all till I'm dead. Jesus looked at him and he said, get behind me, Satan. He told his own disciple, he said, get behind me, Satan. He said, your problem is that you savor us not the things of God, but you savor us the things of men. So what he was saying to him is, no, you don't know who I am either yet. Lord, do you not care that we perish? Come get a song. We end right here. Do you not care that we're going to perish? Jesus said, to Peter again, I believe it was, he said to him, he said, oh, ye have little faith. Did I not say that we're going to the other side? Now, when I say it, you can count on it. You can absolutely take that to the bank. You can believe that until the last second of your life. Now, we got a book of them, them sayings. Amen. You ought to thank God this morning that you got a book with all that stuff in it. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you without, without hesitation, I'm going to tell you that everything in that book will come to pass. There's not one piece of it that can fail, not even one word. Say, how come? Because he's the captain, not you. He's the commander. He's the prince. He's the Lord. He's the master. He's the chief. I'm trying my best to get you to see who he is. I'm learning too. He is so beyond what we can grasp in our little minds. It'll take us the rest of our life hearing this over and over and over. And even then, Adam, it'll be only when we step (laughs) into his presence that we'll be in the all that we ought to be in right now. We'll be in all that day. He said, did I not tell you? Jesus got up. And he grabbed old Peter by the britches and he throwed him off the ship. No, he didn't. That's what he should have done. To you. And me. But he didn't. No. No. I think it's kind of like this. He may not have took him by the hand, but he said, let me show you something. And he's so kind. And he's so patient. He said, let me show you something. He said, the problem is you just don't know who I am. You don't know who I am. He said, but let me show you. By the way, quit worrying. We ain't going to die today. And Jesus, the Bible said, stepped out onto the bow of that sinking boat. And he said three words. 
say, preacher, he stood out there and he screamed, peace, be still. I don't think so. I think you barely hear him. He said, let me show you who I am. Let me show you who I am. He stepped out on the bow of that boat and he just calmly said, peace. Be still. And you know what happened? The wind quit blowing. The waves calmed down. I believe it was a sheet of glass out there. Somehow or another, the bilge started working in that old boat. By the way, they didn't have bilge pumps back then. I'm pulling your leg. But I believe it lost some water, don't you? I think as Jesus said, peace, be still. Everything went back to right. And I said, that's who I am. The problem, Peter, is not my power. The problem is you're believing it. The problem is that you don't understand my power. You don't understand who I am. But I'm trying to tell you. They're going to kill me. They're going to take, I'm going to give my life on the cross, but they, they're going to nail me to it. He said, but hear me now. I'm going to raise myself from the dead. You understand? No, he didn't understand. Oh, shortly after seeing him say, peace, be still. I got it. I got it. No, even when they come to get him in the garden, he jerked that sword out and cut all Malchus's ear. Jesus said, put your sword up. <laughs> and he reached down and he picked up old Malchus's ear and he stuck it back on his head to the surprise of him. You know what he's saying, Brad? He's saying you still don't get it. You don't, you don't, you don't get it. They hung him on the cross and they're all squalling. They took him off that old cross and they laid him in a tomb and they were absolutely bereft. How do you know? Well, there's two of them walking to Emmaus. Jesus, he just done rose from the dead. He got on beside him. He said, hey, what are you so sad about? Oh, they said, have you not heard? Oh, how awful. Let us tell you the story of the one we thought to be the... They didn't know who he was. I contend today that there's people sitting in this crowd this morning that do not understand that Jesus Christ is the captain. He's Lord of all. He rose from the dead. They're starting to get the picture when they saw him alive. They're starting to come to an understanding that this is not who we really understood him to be. The Bible said they were gathered. I don't know why I can't hush, but the Bible said that they, they were gathered in, an, in a room. Doors were shut, locked, I believe. And the Bible said that Jesus didn't use no doors. He just went right on in. They were terrified. But they were starting to see who he was. 
Ultimately, they'd stand on a hill 40 days later. And he'd say, now, I'm going away. I'm going away. But I want you to go into every place that you can find. And I want you to tell them who I am. I want you to tell the world, preach it to them, who I am. Because I'm the only one that can save them from their sin. He was a lamb when he was on the cross. And that lamb gave his spotless life for your sin and mine. But let me be clear about who he is. When he rose from the dead, he was no longer the lamb. He was a lion. And he stepped, he stepped right on into death and hell both. And he conquered them while he's at it. He wasn't no lamb. He was the lion. He took the keys of death and hell. And he walked out of there victorious. And he sits at the right hand of the Father today. And hear me, he's coming back. And let me tell you who he's coming back as. King. The Bible said they'll fall on their knees to the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He's my captain today. What I'm afraid of is he's not yours. What I'm afraid of is your prayers consist of you trying to get God to follow you around. You try to get God to acquiesce to your lifestyle, to your sinfulness, to your unwillingness to make a commitment to Christ at every level. You want God to line up with your agenda. It ain't happening. He will never, hear me, never line up to your agendas. Because that ain't who he is. He is Lord. And only He. What do you say? Only He is Lord. So we stand and sing. You better consider in your heart who you're following today. Because if you ain't following Christ, you're following the devil. You're following the devil. You better get right today. Because the King of glory has made a way for you to be saved. But I'll assure you on that day, when you stand before God, you'll make no excuse for your lost condition because you will have rejected the captain, the prince, the commander, the lord, the master, the chief, ruler of all. You will have rejected the one thing that could save you. Where do you stand today? Get saved. Come to Christ. Go ahead and sing.